guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And we don't have a special guest for you guys today. We had a <laughs> no. little bit we had a little bit of a scheduling conflict, but that's actually gonna work out really good for everyone. We found out there's gonna be an even better Yeah, we've we've worked it out to be even better than it was before. Just right. found out about it today, and I'm I'm really excited for it. So you guys are gonna have to wait till next week. I'm gonna keep it a secret. I promise next and week. And I already is gonna have be- like two history stories that I'm ready to rock and roll on. Ooh, after you are. That. Yeah, nice. Okay, so we've got some epic stuff coming in the next couple of weeks. But for now, I think what we're going to do is I want to show you guys, you know, we used to have the episodes where we would talk about our updates. We talk news. Yeah, we, we do, do something like that. news back and forth, yeah. a lot of what's going on with us. Yep, but uh, we quit doing that. And we went to one episode a week because we were, we were getting so many patrons on the Overcrest uh, uh, Drivers, Drivers Club, Club that we wanted to start giving more to those guys. So we're going to show you guys what that is all about. We're going to air one of those episodes just for you so you can get a kind of a sneak peek into what they're getting. And we do those about, uh, we used to do the Patreon stuff or the Drivers Club stuff, you know, once every month, every two months. But we're trying to get at least one of these out every month, maybe even two every it's month. It's been like every other week. Yeah, it's been it's been fun because we have so many updates and so much to talk about what we're doing with the Trooper and the and the new car that I got, which I'm not even going to oh, tell geez. anybody what it is. Yeah, um, you you don't approve. I know you don't. No. I know you think it's the like the lamest, stupidest, dumbest yeah, thing care. ever. That's fine. You can think that you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that stuff with the Drivers Club members. So if you'd like to join the Drivers Club and hear stuff just like this, what do you need to do, Jake? Head over to overcrestproductions.com slash drivers club. There should, I believe, be a link right there at the top of the website. If there isn't, I better go back and add that. Yeah. But it's easy to find. Go over there for as little as $5 a month. You get access to all this exclusive content. Guys, listen. What? What? Yeah, yeah, exclusive content, merch, blah, blah, blah. Guys, what? It's $5. Right. Click the link in the show notes. All of the other things I could do with $5. It's like not even a 12-ounce Red Bull. It's, it's like five dollars. That's my point. So for five bucks, you can sign up. You can support us, support the podcast, support the rally, support the YouTube channel, support everything that we're doing. Plus, Instagram. You get Insta- yeah, Instagram just, itself is probably worth five bucks if they monetize that. Well, I'd pay five dollars. Well, for Inst- that. Instagram's free. People can just go look I at know, our Instagram just, for free. Whatever. It doesn't you count. I got it. No, no, nope. that doesn't work. No, nope. well, it adds to our content we're creating on all platforms. Y- yes, Chris. it does. It does help That's things. My point. We, I bought a new light bulb for the studio. Yeah, that was a nine dollar light bulb. Yeah. So two of our Patreon or Drivers Club members are literally keeping the they're lights literally on. keeping the lights on. <laughs> Actually, you need to reimburse me for my light bulb. That's what we. Okay, <laughs> we can do that. All right, guys. Let's uh, look, before we get going. What else have you got for us? Jake has no notes, so he's going to give this whatsoever. a whirl. Let's see if we can notes. do this. Yeah, let's see if we can do this. See how well Jake knows our sponsors. Well, our great sponsor, Petrol Box, is a monthly subscription made exclusively for the automotive enthusiasts. All those car girls and car guys in your life makes a great gift that keeps on giving and you every know what? single you know month. You know what? so, what's coming up? What? Christmas. No way! Christmas is Christmas is coming. It's coming up, and you can sign up for Petrobox. You can give it as a gift, and it's awesome. I love opening it up every month. What do you get inside? You, get you always get a t-shirt. t-shirt. You get detailing supplies. You get tools. You get chemicals. You get all kinds of different things. It can be anything. You get a new sticker that my kids always steal out of the box every single time. <laughs> An air freshener. I got an air freshener, yeah. so there's been many, many good air fresheners. See? Many, many good. One of them was like coffee. Didn't like that one, obviously, for obvious reasons. I'm, I'm Another one, oil. Upset. Did you get the and I'm st- uh, there was an oil there was like a burning tire air fresh oh, I don't remember that one and I'm, I think that I'm must- still scarred by the little trees uh bourbon the, one that you the- got me <laughs> oh it was so terrible I'm gonna Ugh. 
thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. Because I'm going to buy another one uh-huh. and I'm going to rub it all over the seat of your 911. And you're just going to go, what is that? What is I that mean, smell? You're in, not going to remember this conversation. That's fine because in small doses it was good, but for some reason I just, it was one of those weird things that you couldn't stop smelling. Well, that's because so you like touched rubbed it. rubbed it on my nose. <laughs> and I was like, this is so strange. Why am I doing this? But I have to keep doing yes. it. Yes. Anyways, air fresheners. Petrol box. Petrol box. As little as $19.95 a month, or you can get the petrol box premium for less than 40 bucks a month. Head over to mypetrolbox.com and be sure to use the code OVERCREST. That not only gives us credit, for sending you there, but yeah. it also gets you $6 off your order. And we also have Oberk Car Care, don't we? That's right. Oberk Car Care is your source for detailing compounds and supplies. These are the guys local that know about detailing. They're passionate about detailing. Chris, the guy over there, I feel like all he does in his spare time is just polish his M coupe. <laughs> I think it's going to be down to the nub. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like, and from a guy who does not like detailing, I just... Uh, kudos to them. Well, here's the thing is I don't like detailing easier, which is one of the reasons why I like easier. Their, I don't like detailing at all, right. but I do like it being made easier. Oh, and that's okay, one yeah, of the, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant to say detailing either. No, either. Yeah. I don't like it. I, okay, I don't yeah, enjoy yeah, detailing. Yeah. I don't, I don't like any but part of the process. What is nice about Ober. They do make it easier. Yes, and that is what's important is, is two-step process with their, with their polish. They have the yep. wheel cleaner, which I've tried. The cut it does bob, work they really. Have the wheel cleaner. They I have their ceramic. I'm still harboring all, all the wheel cleaner. I still have four bottles Har- of it. What? Yeah, I have four bottles, yeah, but you have, you have zero. Correct. But I can I can confirm it does work really, really well. Awesome. So head over to oberkcarcare.com. You can also get all of their good stuff on detailedimage.com and carsupplieswarehouse.com using the code OVERCREST at checkout. Gets you a huge percentage off. I believe it's 20%. Chris. Yeah, it's That's pretty ridiculous. good. It's pretty good. All right, guys. Here is a Drivers Club exclusive episode. And make sure to stay tuned after this episode to uh, oh. hear a little bit of something that we've got cooking up that everybody's <laughs> going to be hearing as time goes on. All right, guys, that's all we have time for before we no, poop our no, pants. No, this is just now we're getting into the episode. Yeah, we're just I'm like leaving. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drivers Club engage. <laughs> Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is your Patreon exclusive What the Fuck Are Chris and Jake Doing episode. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being part of this. And again, thanks for being a Drivers Club member. We really, really, really appreciate it. So you have this crazy YouTube series going on. I do. You're spending a lot of time on, I can tell. It is. It is in ungodly amount of time <laughs> it is and i hours and hours and if hours you haven't checked that i'll be sure to check that out your your isuzu trooper fiasco fiasco i just yeah i don't i mean it's a cool idea to what? swap the motor this tdi people put tdi in their old overland trucks all the time yeah but they make kits for them yeah there's and no kit this, for this they don't make any sort they of do kit. Not make and it looks kits. like it is going to be a pain in the ass um yes and no there's I don't think so. The, okay. the biggest pain in the ass is getting the adapter made. Right. Okay, so the adapter plate. And then your starter goes somewhere and the new and exhaust manifold and then that's figuring easy. out other stuff. Oh, it's easy. So the hardest part is the, getting the adapter plate made because when you have a manual, if it would be much easier if it was an automatic transmission because you could just have the input shaft go into the, the output fl- uh, 
input flange on the, the transmission. The input goes into the input of the it, output. It, it's the, connected to the, the other out, thing. The crank would bolt to the, <laughs> yeah. you know, bolt to the torque converter assembly, whatever, all this other crap, and they would go into the input shaft of the transmission. Very easy. Boom, goes in, it's done. You know, yeah, but you, you still have to bolt up the bell housing. I understand, but that's easy because you can just measure the spacing of the bolt holes and put it in CAD and be like, okay, I need it to be this thick, and boom, you're done. It's not hard. Okay. That is not hard. What's hard... What, what makes it so different? Okay, so what's different is how do you use a clutch? I'll see if I can walk you through, see if you can pick up on all this, why this is hard. How do you how do you use a clutch? How? Yeah, how does the clutch work? Well, there's a pressure plate that releases the friction against the clutch. Okay, so how do you release the friction on the clutch? With, with your pr- throw-out bearing and throw-out arm. And the throw-out bearing in the arm has a standard amount of travel. Okay. Which is all, Which that's is, all part of the transmission. It's fine. It's great. Uh, right? No, because no. The, the throw-out bearing... Has to be in exactly the same spot, period, bar none, no right. matter what. Yeah, and but what isn't your throw an arm and bearing a part of the transmission bell housing? No. Oh, it should be. <laughs> it, it, it Most is, cars, it's like an integrated thing. It is, but think about this. Okay, so it is part of that, but the, the, the actual hydraulic cylinder bolts to the uh, the adapter plate that we're making and bolted to a plate that went in between the motor and the transmission. Anyway, I'm going to try not to lose everybody here because I'm thinking very visually the throwout bearing has uh-huh. to operate in a, in a very small margin. Right. Because it has to be able to, what happens when you push the clutch, it, it releases and engages the clutch. Right. So when I have to, I have to do a custom flywheel. Uh, right. And what happens to the now distance? You're, you're, yeah, your width, I guess it would be yes, from but, the motor. And think about this too. When I add an adapter plate, what am I doing? You're yeah, moving everything I'm out. Moving everything out, which means the throwout bearing is then farther away from, from the clutch pressure plate surface. From the clutch from the surface. So then I have to take into account the the what I'm adding for the adapter plate. You have to add to the flywheel. I have to add to the flywheel Kay. as well. And so all of this stuff is kind of Do you of, know what like clutch and pressure plate you're using? So I will use a stock clutch and pressure plate. Stock of what? Stock Isuzu of the trooper. trooper? The okay. trooper, yep. Stock Isuzu <laughs> clutch. That way it goes right on the spline. It's not a big deal. Okay. And another thing that's difficult is there is a uh, a, a bearing, a pilot bearing, yeah. where the transmission shaft, the input shaft of the transmission, where the clutch spins. Yes, where that, that goes into that in, motor. In the crank. Right. So I have to figure out a way to put a pilot bearing, but I think that's going to end up being on the flywheel. So there's all these different things that You'd think it would be easy. It's not. that. That's the hard well, part. Well, no, I know it's not easy because, like, if they well, made all the a things, kit for All this. the things that you were mentioning are not why it's hard. Okay. You know, doing an exhaust manifold, that's just welding. That's trial yeah, and error. That's I not guess. a big deal. Motor mounts, great. You you put the motor in. You bolt You bolt everything <laughs> up. You, you put it where it's supposed you to go. You put it in your drift cart. And then you, <laughs> and then you get a bunch of pieces of cardboard, and you cut them out, and you make motor Templates, mounts. Templates, yeah. Yeah, you make motor mounts. That stuff is Check. fairly straightforward. This other stuff, I took the transmission down to Modern Automotive Performance. Okay. Loaded it up in the truck. So and you were right by my house. Technically, yes. Yeah. So I drove all the way down there, hung out with Alex, who okay. Alex Nelson, and we used their gajillion dollar 3D scanner oh, to cool. scan in the bell housing, uh-huh. the flywheel, yes. the starter, and the little sandwich plate that goes in between the motor and the transmission. So he's going to have all this stuff that he's going to be able to put in CAD. Wow. So then I here's how I figured out what the how to do the distance on the flywheel is I measured from the, the block, the uh-huh. face of the block. Yes. Right? Yes. I measured from there. To the surface mount of the flywheel. Right. So that gives me the distance that it's supposed to be. That's my base 
distance. So I basically will add whatever the adapter plate is to, to that, that distance. And that's, and that's how much bigger flywheel. the flywheel will be. Interesting. Okay, so those are the kind Where of... Where do you get a custom flywheel made? Uh, Kennedy Transmission makes them. Lots what? Of people, it, it is a very common thing. Really? You can get custom flywheels just made. You can have them made out of aluminum. You can have them now, made out of steel. Do you Mine's have... Be steel. Okay, and the ring gear... Do you have to get a new ring gear for your starter? No, I'll take the ring gear. Either it'll come with a ring gear, or I'll take the ring gear off my flywheel I already have. Because it's going to be the same form factor, right? I see what you the mean. The bolt pattern is going to be different. Right. Because it needs to bolt to the and TI. the depth of and it. And the depth will be different. But the actual clutch surface, you know, the, the pressure plate, all that stuff is going to remain the same because I want to retain the throwout bearing assembly right. yeah. from the Isuzu transmission. Uh-huh. Is this going to be nice to drive when you're done? It should be. Well, it's going to be a stock clutch. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, uh, it, well. Like, what are your power I'm, and torque outputs? What do and, I like, want them to be or what does Brandon want them to be? <laughs> okay. So, I bought a new turbo. Okay. And I think we talked about this. Maybe not. Maybe not. So well, I, I don't think up, so. So, there's... Do you know what a VNT turbo is? It's that's the variable vein, right? So it's inter- basically internally wastegated. Okay. So the 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 vein is that a diesel thing? No, no. no new okay. cars have this too. I think the right. The no, TDI I know, was, but initially it was like Volkswagen kind of pioneered it with this. Yeah, because I remember they the new like not new the nine nine seven nine eleven turbo was, was the VNT. first to have the, the yeah. variable vein. Yeah. So basically, what it is is you have the compressor turbine inside the turbo. Which you, for everybody that doesn't know how the turbos work, the gas comes through the turbo, exhaust gas comes, hits a fan, and that spins up the turbo. And there's a fan on the other side that then blows <laughs> air back into the motor. Yes. But when you release the, the technically, throttle, it's, a, it's a compressor wheel and turbine wheel, right? Not a fan. Well, I'm trying to use basic words so people are, people understand. Yeah, no, I got so it. So when you pull your foot off the gas uh-huh. or off the fuel, in the case of, of, of a diesel, yes. you know what's hard is when you're like, I need to stop and get gas, and you're driving a diesel. I always feel bad saying that because it's just not, not well, right. Well, gas is a weird term it's anyways. It's like Kleenex. You know, well, not only that, gas is a misnomer. Like, petrol makes more sense. It does. Because gas is just fuel. a state of matter. You should, yes, exactly. Which you, which you aren't you filling getting... up with gas. You're filling up with a liquid. Right. That's so, absolutely true. Yeah, so, anyway, it, it so makes you no pull sense. your foot off the throttle. Yes. The pressure doesn't just stop. The pressure right, exactly. will then build up. So you have to release the pressure from the turbo somehow. You can have externally wastegated, which means the... Um, There's a basically a big piston yep. that then lets go or pushes out. Yep, and it basically releases all the all the Waste, pressure. exhaust or gas. Or you can have a variable vein uh, turbo, which the actual compressor... Uh, housing almost. Not the housing, the but actual... there's veins in there. There's veins then, in there that turn, uh-huh. and they will... Th- just think about it in it terms like of... It, like, bypasses... Here's the way you look at it. Think of it in terms kay. of a jet airplane. Uh-huh. The actual fins inside those turbines will move to make more or less pressure. It's the same exact concept. So you're releasing pressure by having less surface area for the air to use. Essentially. Sure, and then so then you, it's basically called internally wastegated. So they're more reliable. There's less, well, and then you have a different type of internally wastegated, where it is still like a wastegate flap. Yes, that's part of the compressor. No, that's still ex- considered externally wastegated because it's dumping the pressure into the externally, but internally well, like, into know, the downpipe. In, yeah, yeah. So th- this this is still I <clears throat> I still have a because a lot of, what a lot of times what you would do is you would get like a KO3 or a KO4 or then you get a GT28R and those are all right. externally wastegated. Well, but it's integrated 
the wastegate's integrated to the turbo, which are right. Well, on GT twenty eight R or something, GT thirty R, which is that's or a T three T four, I think is what I meant to say instead of yeah. KO three KO four. T three T four are all externally wastegated, and that's right. what we used to use. Right, like fifteen years ago, you'd build a one eight T, you wanted more power or sixteen valve, you throw a T three T four turbo on there. Yep, and, and then you have and, an extra wastegate. Yep, and then you're and then it makes all kinds of cool sounds, and there's tons of lag. And it's fun, <laughs> right? That's that's awesome. Um, I ended up going with a much bigger internally wastegated variable vane turbo. Okay. So it's a similar technology. It's made by Garrett. Yep. It's a thousand bucks, which when I looked at in my head, I'm like, oh my God, a thousand bucks. But then I started looking around and I thought that's pretty good. Yeah. And it flips the turbo to the top side. Okay. Which works really well for me because my starter would be in the way yes. otherwise. Otherwise, my starter would be running into where the turbo sits. Not so ideal. I, could, I could not keep the stock turbo if I wanted to. Right. So I had to upgrade. So this turbo is capable of <laughs> around uh, 250 horsepower okay. and around 450 pound-feet of torque. Okay. Which is nice. I'm not doing that. Oh. It's rods. It's oh, pistons. Yeah, now you have to go into the No, yeah, I'm going to go internals. for maybe 130, 140 horsepower. 100, and or, what does is, what is the trooper make stock? 120 horsepower and 150 pound-feet of torque. So I'm going to have similar horsepower numbers, but I'm going to have another, probably another 100 pound-feet of torque. Okay. So it's going to be great. What about you know, the rev characteristics of this thing? Like gearing-wise? So I'm not doing any valve valve train stuff. That's kind of where your limit is with the diesel stuff is valve train. Right. Um, and and fueling, obviously. You don't want to over-rev diesels because they just, it just doesn't, you don't, the, the combustion is way different than it is with, with is a spark. Is it a slower burn? Yeah, it's a slower burn. Plus, it's it's something that's to to get diesel to do ignite. It's just compression, right? So it, it it reaches a certain temperature because of the compression, then it ignites, right? So it's not just like you can choose necessarily. You can choose, I guess, with your injector timing, but yeah. you can't necessarily. You don't have as much control over right. it. So that's why they naturally don't rev as high. It could be. I'm not exactly sure on the on that technology, but it should rev to maybe 4,500. Oh, okay. 4,000, something and like that. Have you been driving the Trooper? pretending that you only have like 4,000 RPM. Truly, that's yeah. What, yeah. I really don't drive that okay. thing. That's what I'm curious about. 4, because sure, you can have a lot more power, but if it doesn't rev properly and it just, the gearing would be weird. So I've had TDI swapped stuff before. Okay. And it is a bit strange, especially when you have a lot of power. Right. Because you start going through the gears really fast. Okay. Right. So I've had, a, I had a, an AAZ, which is an IDI. You think of TDI as direct injection. If you look at the cylinder head, the it's directly injected. The fuel is directly injected into the engine. Sure. And IDI is indirect injection. It's in. The, oh, okay. You know, it's outside the combustion chamber. And one of the things that's cool about an AAZ is it's very simple. It's for a long time, like if you look into the back into the seventies, the, the the diesel technology didn't change until the nineties. So it stayed the same for like twenty years. Sure. You know, you had an, an injection pump, and sometimes they did turbos and stuff like that. But it was all mechanic. port injection. It was port inject. Well. No, port is like the injectors are on the intake manifold. Right. This is they're still on the cylinder head, but it's not directly injected into the engine. So there's like a little pre-chamber type. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. It's weird. You have one wire needed to run right. the entire engine. One. And that's just the kill. It's just the kill switch. Right. That's it. It turns off the pump. Basically. You don't even need a battery. You can push start them if you want, if you got enough you know, leg power. Yeah. You can push start them. And it's just like a little magnetic plunger. Yeah. That just go and it just turn you turn the key off and the the it shuts off. Right. So you could literally just run twelve volts to that and it would turn off. Or you can just put your hand over the 
over the intake and a diesel will turn off too you know because it's yeah you think of gasoline engines as a vacuum pump yeah they are but a diesel even more so you just right. kill them that way that's i mean that's that's the way the technology was for a really long time is you just had that and then the last iteration of it was the aaz engine code my code is alh so that's right. a little bit farther down the road and i think you had bew in the middle that was like a mark three was the first tdi okay so it was a a mechanically injected uh, IDI in a Volkswagen Caddy. Okay. Okay. And I had, I was throwing probably, I think at most, I was just, I just basically just let the, I didn't run a boost control. I just said, just go. Yeah. And it was around 32, 33 PSI. Wow. And it was like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and it would go, I mean, you're shifting really, really, really fast. Yeah. Um, I'm actually curious to see if the gearing, my only concern is that the gearing is going to be too short. Just run bigger diesel. tires. Um, well, yeah, I guess you could do that. I already have somewhat bigger tires. Than right, stock that's why I was thinking it would help or it would help it. I don't know. I don't didn't find anybody that makes a different rear end. Like I don't know. Probably not because people aren't into these things. They're not. There's really not. But there's a couple websites that are kind of like these niche places that make certain things. But anyway, that's where the project's at. I've you know we started going through the wiring harness. I I took the block. Oh, I yeah. Took, I know you don't like that, but. It's not that hard. You no? Know, and honestly, Brandon's doing that. He's like, <laughs> so I really love this. I'm like, sweet, dude. You can have at it. Um, I bought a couple Mark IV Bentleys. Apparently, they come as a pair, you know, okay. hardcover Bentleys, so I could have a copy of that stuff. I want to have that. I got the motor. Yeah. I want to have the Bentley wiring sure. diagram. I want, okay. that. I want the Bentley diagrams. covers everything from R32 to TDIs oh, to wow. A-Valves, 180s, 20s, yeah. you know, all these different you know, iterations of the car. So what type of wiring do you have on this motor, the ALH? So I have the entire thing from the front seats forward. Right, but so is it like different sensors? And I'm just curious, like what you said, what the old is, motor okay, so required one wire. What yeah, is so this So this app? is all kinds of stuff. So this has, well, not all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's, there's the pump is electronically controlled, okay. but it's still a very, very slim harness. You have a coolant temperature sensor. Sure, I don't, okay. You, you don't have an intake air temperature sensor. You've got a coolant sensor. You've got a... Uh, a sensor on the injector, which measures when the injector. Do you have to are worry about off. a cooling capacity? Like, are you going to use the stock Isuzu? Well, diesels generally run a lot cooler than a gas engine, anyway. So okay. I might actually have to run, is at least in the uh, in cooler months, I might have to run a cover over the radiator because they will never warm I, up. Okay, I understand. You know, diesels do that, and you see the trucks with them all the time. Shouldn't the thermostat itself do it's that? Not even enough. That's how cool they run. They don't. But a thermostat, in theory, should just block all coolant it circulating. It doesn't matter. It's still not enough. Even but there's no there's coolant. Still, there's coolant, coolant still circulating through the engine right. when the thermostat is shut. So it's still cooling itself, but its cooling capacity is greatly reduced. But, it's, but diesels run cool enough that it may never reach So is that more just like the airflow to the engine itself? Sure. Yeah. Around the block? Yeah, that's what you're trying to prevent? Yeah, air-cooled. Yeah, you're basically, wow. yeah, pretty much. Because I always <laughs> thought it was like, oh, they're trying to block the radiator more. No. But I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense because if the thermostat's closed, the radiator isn't doing, doing anything. anything anyway. So you're just basically trying to insulate. You ever see the blankets that are on the hoods? No. They have like uh, any old Volkswagen diesel or Mercedes diesel or anything like that has like a three-quarter inch thick blanket on wow. the for sound and for heat you wow try to keep that thing warm you got to keep it that warm. reminds me of one of our history episodes where like the car was first invented and they would keep them their stables and stuff and they would still cover the car with a blanket because that's what they did with horses and they were just like <laughs> used to it I, I, yeah i was like what why are you doing that well maybe with a diesel that does make it sense does, it does make more sense so yeah there's gonna be i'm gonna have to do custom radiator the i got i i'm so i want everything to work 
You know, a lot of people do swaps. And one thing... And just like simple, like, yeah, rudimentary, maybe we'd call it. Well, no. I mean, I've done a 1AT swap before in a Mark 1. Right. And it we got it running, everything like that. But guess what never worked? AC. AC didn't work. Yeah. Gauges didn't work. Right. Spinometer didn't work. Uh, the, the which will be great because my speedometer comes off the transmission. So yep. at least my speedometer will, tachometer never works. Yeah, is your yeah. tack electronic? Um, so that's going to be something that we're going to have to figure out is we need to figure out where the tack signal comes off of the diesel engine. A lot of times they'll come off the alternator because oh, there's really? really there's really nothing electric happening. Yeah, I the, suppose. So you can usually you'd be the distributor. Yeah. So the the yeah. So the or the ignition right, right. It comes off the ignition somewhere. But uh, the alternator is something that's spinning absolute. And it generates electricity, so you can until you break a fan single. belt, and then all of a sudden your tax dead, and you're and like, you know, oh yeah, shit, <laughs> the generator like comes on or the alternator like comes on. So you got to figure out that I want cruise control. Okay, so we're gonna try and figure out a way to get the cruise control to work. I want air conditioning. Uh-huh. I want a check engine light because my trooper needs to have a check engine light. <laughs> you should just hardwire it. That would make more sense. In 1986, <laughs> they made a diesel trooper. Okay. So I would really love to find the instrument cluster from a diesel trooper, which has the lower rev range and yep. a glow plug indicator. Ooh. I want this to feel OEM. OEM. I want you to open the hood, and I don't want you to go, ooh, ah. You know, I'm not shaving anything. Right. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not going overboard with any of the, like, show car stuff. Yeah. I want this to look like it belongs What does the there. valve cover on that ALH look like? Is it's it covered a, by anything? Or so does it say Volkswagen on it? The engine cover like, does, but the should, valve cover you doesn't. You should cast something where it says a Zuzu on it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about doing or that like, with the engine cover. You know where there's, like, a big blue and white Volkswagen logo yeah. right there? I thought about having somebody 3D print or... Do something in a Or like, I'm trying to think what other cars would say, like, you know, powered by whatever for, you know, well, Ford. Yeah, a Mazda did that. You yeah. Could, Mazda or powered by. Yeah, we thought about that. We put that with tape on the, on the front <laughs> oh, engine yeah, grill right now. It that. says powered by Volkswagen. Yeah. So there's all kinds of different things we could do. But I want it to be very OEM feeling. Sure. The, my only concern that will, of something that will make it not look like that is doing a um, air-to-water intercooler. Mm. Which is something we may have to do just because of space, because I want to keep AC. We'll we'll see really? how there's things... not enough room for an intercooler. We'll see. We'll see. There's not a lot of space up there in the core support. There isn't really not for intercooler that's going to do anything. Yeah, you know, you want a nice, good intercooler. But those came with an automatic, and they probably had a transmission cooler somewhere. Dude, didn't transmission they? coolers are the size of a cigar box. Yeah, they're very small. Yeah, you know, transmission coolers, oil coolers are always very very okay. small. So then, how are you going to run your heat exchanger for the air to water? It's you get, still need a radiator. Right. It, I have plenty of room in the engine compartment. Okay. So on top of, the, so the motors are both the same, generally Height. the same size. Sure. Okay. You know, we kind of measured and took a look at them. They're generally the same size. I have about six to eight inches on top of the motor. Okay. That I have to deal with. So I can put it offset. Just have a radiator kind of sitting there way. to the side. The, the motor that came with the Trooper was a cross flow motor. Right. So and now you're running. On one side, exhaust manifold on the other side. The TDI is counterflow, so both the intake manifold and the exhaust are on one side. Sure. Right? So I can put, I've got all this space over there, so I can put an air-to-water intercooler over there if I want to. Gotcha. That's the thought. I mean, that's kind of our thought process right now. And then so you're, the, ra- the actual heat exchanger radiator for that system. Sits flat. Sits flat, right? Flat? Yes, yeah, sits flat with its face up, and then you can run like a little hood scoop that'll go through <laughs> and push through there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have a little hood scoop on there. It's going to be sweet. Okay. A lot of the old Pajeros and all that yeah, stuff had I know, hood they scoops had like hood that. scoops for that sort of thing. Yep. So Why STIs, wouldn't you just run a regular intercooler then with a hood scoop? Because a 
it's not as efficient. It's not as good. And the air to water intercooler is quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you can also run um, separate reservoirs and have different pumps for it too. So it's not just engine coolant. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I would, yeah. that's you, what I would imagine. Yeah. It'd be so its own run, self-contained system. Yeah, so it's going to be even better than, because it's the biggest concern I have is intake temperatures and exhaust temperatures. Okay. Because EGTs on a diesel are super hot. They're hot and they're a killer. So I've got to run a, you know, AGT gauge. Like that, what does that do? That kills your tur- your turbo, right? And it kills, melts pistons. Oh. Yeah, it melts everything. <laughs> it's the end of the world, man. That's that's runaway diesels will just blow everything up and melt everything down. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's, do you have any sort of timeline for this? So I was, I would love to try to get it done by February so I can go drive around in Baja. That's, oh, you want to do that rally? That's the slow Baja. That would be the goal. Oh but it's, I mean, it doesn't seem like that's possible. Yeah. It doesn't. It no, just really doesn't. I doubt it. Yep. And then how are you going to, you're going to drive it. I suppose you'd have to drive it all the way down there then too. Yeah. Probably. Well, or would you ship it? I might ship it down there and drive it, drive it down there. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> the thing is, I want to drive it in the salt. Right. I know. So that's what I was going to say. salty here in February. I did see, speaking of Brandon, he picked up something. He did. He got well. a Zuzu pup with 90,000 miles. What is a pup? It pick up. Really? Yeah. That's what pup is? Yeah, pick, pick up. up. Pick up. Pup. I, okay. I've never seen this thing, I don't think. No, they're very... I, I saw on his Instagram story that, like, the frame yeah. looks brand new. It looks brand... Well, that's that's Arizona, man. Everything is just Crazy. cherry pie. I think it was like $4, too. But- <laughs> it was, it was, it was $4. <laughs> so if we don't get the... Brandon and I have been talking. If we don't get the truck done, yeah, maybe we'll just buy some pre-runner, pre-runner shitbox and go just go drive that. Yeah. And just like wing it and see what happens. Yeah. So we're kind of learning the YouTube series as we go. I think it's getting better every episode as I kind of figure things out. And now I'm editing myself. Sure. Before I was like, I don't want to edit this shit. Yeah. So I was paying somebody to do it. But then there's like this sense that they are out of touch with what's going on. Okay. So now that I'm editing out, I feel like that's better too. I, okay. I know what parts of the story are important that I want to have told. That makes sense. So the last couple episodes, I think, have been much better than the first few Oh, well, this is... Yeah, the last one was my favorite, for sure. Yeah, as, th- as time goes on, it's going to get very good. So, I did not buy a Montero or did any off-road shipbox, no. no. Um, and so, the more responsible choice is I'm just lifting and putting massive tires on the Cayenne, and I have a push bar for it, and some oh off-road lights, and a roof rack, and all that. Why, what? Why are you silent? Because you're just, like... What? Buying a bunch of crap and throwing it on there. You, yeah. you haven't even taken anywhere to find out what you actually need. No. You're just Nor will I you're ever. Just like, <laughs> you're rolling it through the four-wheel drive catalog. Yes. You're such a poser. Yeah. You are a poser. Well, I'll go with you. Will you? Sure. Because I already invited you to go with me once and you're like, oh, I might scratch the paint. Yeah, I kind of decided that doesn't matter. Oh, you decided you're fine with it. I'm fine with it now. You're just gonna just run. It's just yeah. That's fun. Then it'll be great. Um I would like to have some sort of push bar on my truck only because I want to be able to mount a winch. Right. That would I would really like to be able to mount a winch. So you don't. Otherwise, I have to use a come along. And yeah, you know, takes forever. If you're to the point where you need to use a come along, you're already fucking pissed. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You don't want to be out there cranking. (laughs) Oh man, it's already the end of the world. You're already having a really bad time. I mean, usually you would be going with someone, so you just need a, you know, recovery strap. Right. I've got that in the truck already. Okay. The thing is, is that I think a lot of people, and obviously you're guilty of this, is they just, they just go, I want this look. Yeah. And then they buy everything. To That's 100% that look. what I'm doing. I want to just make sure I have things that I actually need. Sure. You know, I'm not going to go overboard and buy a bunch of random shit and just roll it yeah. through the catalog yeah. and make it look a certain way. 
It's just gonna. It's yeah. gonna. I think. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm I'm putting a tire on it that isn't that won't fit. What do you mean? Like the tire I'm getting for this thing only comes in a certain size. Did you get it from Nokian? Yes. Oh, is it one of their? It's brand new. Top secret. Like tires? I might be the first person to ever run it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What wheels did you get? I am getting the Rotiform 60R. Did you talk to Jason? No. Oh, I haven't ordered yet. Okay. I tried reaching out to Brian, the other guy. Yeah, talk to Jason. Jason? Yeah. Okay. Tell him I sent you. Okay. Like, hey, I Chris, will, you know, he that, listens, that'd be great. He listens to the podcast. Oh, he's does he? A, he's okay. not a driver's club member, so he'll never hear this. No, that's fine. But you should reach out to him. I, I would love to do that. Yeah, he'll have something. Yeah, because th- there aren't many, like, off-road looking wheels for a yeah, just tell him the t- obviously. Yeah, just tell him, the, tell him the tire size that you bought. Well, they only come in one size, 20 by 9. Okay. These wheels. Well, fine. Yep. Just tell him the tire size yep. you bought, and he'll, he'll get you sorted out. Um, yeah, so the tires probably won't fit, so I'm going to have to do a lift. with the. You retain the air ride, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's basically like spacers. That way you can collapse the air ride and destroy your fenders. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's it, I don't know if it'll work, but it's going to be beefy looking. Are you going to be able to fit in the garage? I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I fit the Hummer in the garage. Well, that's not saying much. It's not even a real truck. That thing had, I think, 35 sides. All right, guys, we'll see you later. That's it? Oh, come on. <laughs> Screw you. Jesus. Uh, so are you into the new Hummer EV? Have you seen it? Yeah, I, it doesn't do anything for me. No? No. no. I, I wouldn't buy that. You know what I'm going to look at? What? Getting? What? Have you seen the new Ford Maverick? No. No, you haven't seen this. Oh, this is the pickup. There's a little tiny thing. Yeah. I, you sent that to me. I was like, what the hell is this? It's, I had never even heard of it. You should Google the size comparison. Look up F-150 Ford Maverick size comparison so you can see what this thing looks like. It is tiny. It's like an S10, like so, an old S10. And this thing's all electric, right? No. So there's two options. Oh. You have a 2.5 liter hybrid, uh-huh. which gets like 40 miles per gallon, but it's a CVT. Oh, no. Which is like, eh. And then you have the two liter EcoBoost, which is like 270 horsepower, like 28, 32 So miles is this per replacing the Ranger? No, the Ranger's bigger by a lot. Really? So this is the smallest one. It's like this, then the Ranger, then I the like, F-150. I like small trucks. I do too. Have you, are you seeing the size comparison? Yeah, it's teeny. It's tiny. Oh yeah, there's a Ranger right there too. What the heck? Okay, so how much do you think this thing costs? Well, it's a new truck yeah. with all this tech in it, so yeah. it has to probably be like 40. It's 20. Wow. Starts at 20 with the hybrid motor. Wow. Yeah, it makes fully a Ranger loaded. look giant. Fully loaded. Everything. Really? Every single thing on it so fully what, loaded is 35. The You said the 2-liter EcoBoost is the, that's the top probably, motor? Yeah, you get that because that's the only one you can get all-wheel drive in the towing package with. Okay. so that But that's the biggest motor they offer. That's it. No V6. 270 horsepower. 4,000 pound towing capacity. Okay. It's like a 4 by 5 foot bed. Sure. Which for anything, I don't. I don't carry anything big. Right. Like, I'm not trying to go get plywood. I was like, oh, you're never going to put some plywood I have in there. A tra- that's why I have utility trailer. I would trailer. never put plywood in anything anyway because I don't build houses. <laughs> okay? It is nice having that capability, but that's why I realized after having a truck, I was like, I have this trailer that the rare time I need to haul right. something, I'll just hook up the trailer. It so makes so I'm much more sense. Seriously considering it, I think... Uh, I priced one out. It was twenty five grand. Wow, twenty five grand. I and like this. So idea. this thing is built on the uh, Ford Bronco. Oh sure, not the Ford Bronco, the other one, the little Bronco, whatever that Bronco Sport. Bronco Sport. It's based on that chassis. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I was like, why haven't I heard about this? But dude, the Lariat, which is like the this is now they a truck a, podcast. They make a Lariat yeah, version. Thirty five grand has everything. Wow. 
right? I mean, this thing. Oh, here's a picture hauling four by eight sheets. It does haul them. You just yep. gotta fold the tailgate down. Yep. Yep. There you go. Yeah. See, yeah, you're see? good to go. I mean, it, it, it's way out there. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> I saw one with dirt bikes in the back, and the dirt bike wheels are hanging off the tailgate. Really? Too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's small. It's a These small truck. These are really cool. Yeah, they are. They're cool. I think. Maybe lifted with some wheels. Yeah. Could, like, and, a, and a bar. Yeah, and, a big and push bar. Anything else that Jake would put yeah, on. Yeah, just all of it. Just all, all of it. it. You it know they're cool. going to, yeah, these are going to be the next, like, off-road thing. Oh, because they're cheap. Right. Everyone's going to have this. Why would you buy What's a strange Jeep is, I for, think, like, 50 grand? I think next year, yeah. well, Jeep is, like, ridiculously far more capable than this thing. Um, yes, I think, but. I truly think that this thing is going to be more expensive next year. I think their pricing was already baked into the cake with all the marketing and the things they told dealers and everything else. Oh, so they're like, well, we have to have it here. So then next year it's going to go up. This thing is probably 25, 28 grand next year base. So you're going to buy one in the next few weeks? Uh, Next few weeks, probably not. I might trade in the all track for one. I don't know. There you go. I don't know, which sucks. I just got snow tires I just closed my window. Is it four-door, like a crew cab? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, four-door. Jess does not like the idea yet. But I want to see if if she drives one, she likes it. Maybe we'll trade the thing in and, and get it. I don't know. We'll see. I like it. Yeah. That'll be interesting. All right, guys. I think that's it. That's all we got for uh, driving for the truck today. podcast. Yeah, make sure you head over to YouTube, check it out, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for being part of the drivers club. Absolutely. I know that Jeff is working studiously on merch. Yeah. Which is something that you guys are all going to have first crack at and get uh, a discount on. We're yeah. Make sure that I'm excited because the first concept was my idea. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're very, very excited about that. What is a cool idea? It's okay. You like it. I do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Take care. All right, Jake, you ready to show him something new? This is going to be like going from black and white to color. All right, here you go, guys. And that's all you get for now. Hopefully we could show I want more. That's it. That's this is all you get. We're gonna have to make Wait, this no, downloadable. Let's give them a little bit more. A little bit more? A little bit more. <laughs> <laughs>